in an abandoned underground city at the Spanish coast near Malaga, I found a USB stick containing 300 random movies from arthouse to weird, from obscure to notorious. Now, in lockdown, it is time to watch and discuss them all in an international podcast project. Two Turks and a German, two filmmakers and a mystery man. Welcome to Mysterium Pictorum. Welcome, welcome to Mysterium Pictorum. This time we are going to talk about the classic animated film Belladonna of Sadness. But before we do that, let's ask the most important, the most deep, the universal question. Who are we? Nissan, who are you? My name is Nissan Arakan. I'm 30 years old. I'm an actress and a filmmaker and a theater maker living in Germany right now, but I want to leave this country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a hellscape. It's a piece of shit. It would be better off becoming like a, a nice lake, you know, just nuke the place and then, and then you could go over it via rowboats in, in, in the sun. That would be, wouldn't that be nice? Jaren, do you agree? And who are you? You don't have enough nukes, but. Anyway, I'm Jeroen, and that's all you need to know. Who does not have enough nukes to get rid of Germany? Y you guys don't have enough nukes. The Germans. Yeah, but, but why would Germans nuke themselves? I call out to the nations of the world, nuke Germany. Get rid of this cancer once and for all. This doesn't go out to Germany. I know that Germany wouldn't nuke itself. It wouldn't do a good thing. Would never. By the way, my name is Lars Henriks. I'm an actor, director, <laughs> uh, filmmaker from Hamburg, Germany. So please only nuke Germany after I've left. That would be otherwise. Otherwise, that would be like that. That would be sad. You can find out everything about me on TikTok currently. Let's let's ignore my homepage because I haven't updated that in a while. <laughs> Come join the party on TikTok. I am pretty active there. I by now have an active community of disgruntled Germans who for some reason are angry at me, but, 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 but uh, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Oh, maybe they would like to be angry at this podcast as well. Oh yes. Yes. I, I sure there would be, uh, they would be very angry at this podcast. You should invite them. Yeah. As soon as I, <laughs> as soon as we start uh, posting these episodes again, I mean, this is episode four or five that we, uh, we're recording without me having uh, published even one episode in a while. I will resume doing that next week because, because, uh, the, The football series will be done next week. I, I, I feel like I've said that like a, a couple of weeks in a row, but, <laughs> but it will be done next week and I will start posting Mysterium Pictorum episodes again. But when, when, when I've done that, when you're listening to this, dear listeners, it will be a couple of weeks in the future. And I am sure that you have every reason to give us a glowing review on iTunes. I would love to read that. Please do that. Now, with all of the important stuff out of the way, let's talk, <laughs> let's talk about the film. Let's talk about the you film. Let's ask Garen who he is. I did ask Garen who he is. He did answer me. Nissan What? still is not no, listening it's, to it's us. No, it's the typical <laughs> just thing. crazy. Like, the, from I the start, just, what are you doing? We're, we're, we're sitting here, Jaren and I, we're doing this podcast where we're podcasting our little hearts out and you're just, you're just <laughs> hanging out, not listening oh, and, man. and I don't know, being grumpy every, every now and then. Like, now I, I'm starting to feel shame <laughs> wow After just now on episode 33 yeah, like great great job <laughs> it has taken you a while <laughs> all right um but let's talk about the movie how did we like it um i feel like asking you first Jaren, how did you like the film i felt sorry that i didn't have any drugs mm. basically it was really creative like the, that one particular scene with the guy's dick turning into a giraffe <laughs> that really stuck with me <laughs> yeah nisan how did you like the movie i agree i also thought this is a movie you have to watch on drugs so we, we when when we watched alice on alice and thought uh eh, this didn't work maybe with this movie that would work 
you know, LSD legally, legal <laughs> ones, of course. <laughs> legal LSD. So go get your hands on some Trump's legal cousin's LSD <laughs> yeah, from from Berlin. <laughs> You guys, honestly, wouldn't that be kind of a horror trip? <laughs> yeah, true. In the first half, I I was annoyed by the, the amount of rape. Yeah, and like from the very beginning, yeah. just and <laughs> yeah, it, it started with the rape, and and then there was this this penis monster which didn't rape her technically. Who? But I, I thought it was really irritating that she had like her sexual awakening after she was raped because this is what happens when you get raped, and then this penis monster. But I mean, by the king. Yeah, of of course. When you get raped by the king, then um, the king and all his friends <laughs> and turned into animals. <laughs> no, and later she was even raped by by the forest. Like everything and everyone raped her. <laughs> and anyway, the penis monster was like supposed to be uh, making her powerful, and that's weird too. You know, you as a woman need a penis monster <laughs> to become a powerful person. But like, um, like she accepted the penis. That's very seventies. That's very very seventies. Just accept my dick in your butt, and it will make you powerful and happy. <laughs> I feel like that's the most boomer thing to say. Yeah, and and uh, but like the second half, I kind of enjoyed it. I mean, the the visuals were great. I I also like the end and stuff. So I, at the beginning, I I wasn't. I didn't expect that I'm gonna stop hating that so much. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I kind of like towards the end, I started like really liking it. I think it's definitely a film that you should like, like you should stick with this movie. You shouldn't, you shouldn't stop watching after getting angry the first time. It's a, it's the thing that, 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 that's like when I was little and I was watching a film and my mother deemed the film to be too scary for me. I could always argue that I needed to watch the ending to be reassured that everything will turn out fine. So <laughs> I, um, I would advise everyone. Depends on the movie. <laughs> Well, but most, even the most scary children's films usually turn out, everything turns out fine. In the I mean, yeah, at the time also, they were more uplifting at the end. You think so? I feel like the children's films... I mean, only ugly people died. <laughs> true, true, true. And and horses in the never-ending story, horses died and like sure, the whole yeah. world. Uh, whatever. So, but I, 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 would, I would advise everyone to 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 watch this film to the end because it gets really fun midway through and i i actually did really like the ending any fun and interesting facts about how you watched it Jaren? no the usual just not on enough drugs I, I i just want to tell everyone it's on the criterion channel so go watch it there the criterion channel does have its fair share of psychedelic 70s rapey stuff right like it's, it's that seems to be a particular niche that the Criterion Channel is in. Category which is called like that? No, no, but 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 I mean, uh, I, I think the film before this one, the film that made us stop watching so much on the Criterion Channel was oh. Valerie and her Week of Wonders. Yeah, the the eleven-year-old girl being naked the whole film and raped by every single character in the movie, and the actress was like thirteen or something. Uh, Jan, have you ever watched <laughs> Valerie and her Week of Wonders? <laughs> Such a fun movie. It's a beloved no, classic. Is it really? Actually, like I, I've, I've, I've had a look on Letterboxd. This doesn't have hate reviews. Everybody loves it. It's pedophilia's greatest cultural win. It's the canonization of the movie Valerie and her Week of Wonders. But no, we are talking about we are talking about Belladonna of Sadness now, which is slightly better. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me attempt to sum this up this. Empowering rape. Yeah, empowering rape. <laughs> this should be like the film term of yes. the week. Empowerment. Rape empowerment. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me let me attempt to sum up the story. So there's a girl, she's called Jeanne, and she wants to marry a farmer boy who is called Jean. 
And uh, Jean and Jean, they want to get married. And the baron of their town says, if they do, Jean has to pay the baron 10 cows. And Jean says, no, that's too expensive. Then the baroness says, okay, if you don't want to pay 10 cows, then maybe just my husband and his friends rape your bride. To which he agrees. Everyone thinks this is a splendid idea. Everyone is very happy. Wait, and that was a transaction? I missed that. Well, the, 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 the baron says he wanted 10 cows. Jean didn't have 10 cows. So the Baroness mm. said, okay, if you want to marry, then your wife will get raped. Mm. I don't think they, okay. they specifically asked Jean, but I hate Jean. So that was a transaction. Yes. <laughs> Why didn't they just say, okay, we don't get married. Then? Yeah, I thought that. I thought like, like, like okay, wh why is it so important to get married? I mean, they, they had gotten married at this point, but the Baron didn't know that. Whatever. So the Baron and his friends rape Jean and everybody's watching and laughing. Um, it feels like back then people uh, manipulating or gaslighting people were so much easier. Like imagine someone says to you, you can't date your girlfriend un until I rape her. It's, it's dumb, you know, <laughs> you can't, you can't just make up a rule. Like well, he, he, he's, he's I mean, the baron. He, he's he the, is the ruler. Yeah, so yeah. Of course he can. <laughs> That's the point. That, that was a rule that was enforced a lot in medieval times. That's like, that's the, the, the thing in, in Gilgamesh. Yeah. Haven't you seen Braveheart? I did, but it's, it's, I, I watched it like when I was a kid. I don't remember it at all. But like, you remember Gilgamesh. That was why, why the yeah, people of Uruk yeah. were so angry with Gilgamesh because. Yeah, but it's, it's still, it. It shouldn't be like that. I don't feel like it has anything to do with gaslighting because they just enforced it with violence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like she said, if that happens, then this will happen to you. But they can just say, no, I don't want any of it. All right. So they had gotten married and then the Baron <laughs> and his uh, people raped his bride. Then after the rape, Jeanne goes back to Jean, who is at their house, and she becomes a spinstress. They are very, very poor. They have to pay lots of taxes. And then she gets visited by a penis devil, a cute little penis devil. She fucks the penis devil. I think she she sort of gives him a hand job first, and then they're both in bed while Jean is sleeping. And then she becomes very, very rich. So, so by extension, Jean is rich too, and he becomes the main tax man of the town. And he get he becomes very close to the Baron, who I don't know he likes or something. The Baron wants more taxes than the town can pay for war. So to motivate uh, Jean to get him more taxes, he cuts his hand off, which is a weird move, but okay. Somehow he is apparently successful with this because then he goes to war. During that war, all the men are gone, but. Jean, who is at home getting drunk, and Jeanne becomes mighty and powerful. She becomes more powerful than the Baroness, who also stayed in the town. After the war, the Baroness wants to have Jeanne burned as a witch. Jeanne escapes to the forest. Sadly, she doesn't manage to hold on to her clothes. So while she is crawling into the forest, all her clothes just dissolve which happens a lot to her. And then, yeah, uh, the trees sort of weirdly move towards her, into her. It's it's a whole thing. It's very evil dead. In the forest, some serious fucking with the dick devil takes place. <laughs> and Jeanne turns into a nature witch. While she is mingling with flowers in the beautiful and colorful uh, forest, the Black Death ravages the evil village and everybody dies but Jean and the Baron and the Baroness everyone uh, stays alive sadly Jeanne starts healing villagers using the flower belladonna which is weird because belladonna is nightshade it's not a flower but whatever in this it's a it's a, a colorful flower and she uses it to heal villagers who suffer from the black death then she goes back into town And she and her dick devil make everyone have an animal orgy, which seems to be consensual, but everyone's genitalia turns into animals or trees. One woman is fucked by an eel, which goes into her backside and comes out of her mouth. And one man was like, there were uh, rabbits jumping out of his Anus. Yes, yes. <laughs> so there's lots and lots of interesting images here. People really love Jeanne. 
And now, I don't know, the, the, the Baroness now again gets angry at Jeanne and the Baron gets concerned and whatever. Jeanne does some sort of intrigue. She gives a lowly servant something that makes the Baroness wants to fuck the lowly servant. The Baroness then fucks the lowly servant and the Baron stabs them both and then goes, oh, this is Jeanne's doing. He sends Jean to get Jeanne out of the forest to him. And then he offers Jeanne lots of things like land, the city, power, being second only to him. And Jeanne says no. And he asks, well, what do you want then? And she says, says I want everything. I want the whole world. To which the Baron reacts by having her burned at the stake. While he burns, Jeanne finally, but but way too late, discovers a nutsack between his legs, which contains balls, <laughs> tiny ones, but balls. And he gets angry and shouts at the Baron and throws some fire at him. And then he gets stabbed by stabby army people. And then he's dead too. Meanwhile, Jeanne turns into like she she is now burned and now she turns into an idea everyone turns into Jeanne and the end is Jeanne is democracy couple of years later the French revolution <laughs> takes place and then there's the famous painting of the woman with her tits out which is very reminiscent of Jeanne because that's the one characteristic by which you can always tell who is who, who Jeanne is in this film She's the one with her tits out. Yeah, in the end, we see democratic tits. Jeanne has prevailed and it's really beautiful and poetic. Did I do the story justice? Yeah. As long as I listened, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, don't, don't I was talking about my uh, own assholeness. I listened. I, ju I just made a joke. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure you did. Yeah, so uh, before we, we go any further, during the last couple of episodes, the issue has arisen that um, Nissan doesn't give a fuck. So Yaren has asked <laughs> Nissan to prove her giving a fuck by preparing a little a little essay on the filmmaker on Eichi uh, Yamamoto. Nissan, take it away. Tell us all about this master director. Well, I did my research. Eichi Yamamoto was born on uh, 22nd November 1940, which means his uh, star sign was Scorpio. For people who are not educated in astrology, Scorpios are known for being determined, brave, <laughs> ambitious, jealous, controlling, stubborn, and loyal. So they have definitely strong characteristics, fitting, you know, for a filmmaker. Eiji Yamamoto had a long life. He died recently, two months ago, this year, when he was oh, eight no. years old, of heart failure. He was a Japanese film director, as we know, and screenwriter of anime. All his projects were anime. He was also an animator for a long time. He graduated in the Kyoto Prefecture, which is a prefecture of Japan located in the Kansai region of Honshu. <laughs> What's a prefecture? <laughs> oh, fuck. Why do you ask me that? It's something like a canton, I thought, right? Is it ah. like a federal state? type thing or so you both don't know it i thought you know it and just wanna show that i don't know it no you're the one who's making this presentation okay wait <laughs> prefecture meaning um definition of prefecture <laughs> <laughs> what, <laughs> what is the what is the meaning of prefecture in japan so it's a japanese thing japan is divided into 47 prefectures <laughs> which mm -hmm. rank immediately below the national government and form the country's first level level okay so Yaren's theory is right of uh, let's go back to yeah. your let's go back to the, the essay. And, uh, administrative division anyway <laughs> so <laughs> he started as an animator working several years in Ryuchi Yokoyama's animation studio who's that um It's where he started. <laughs> Shut up. I need to keep it short. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm going to like bore you and, and the 10 people who are listening to our podcast. In 1959, he animated the 55 minutes mid-length movie, Hyoton Suzume. What's that about? He then... <laughs> Was it sin sin similar to Better Than Half Sadness? Uh, he then... Yeah, did you always make rapey movies? I don't know. I didn't watch the other ones. 
we should make a um what's his name again <laughs> all right go on go on <laughs> damn so many fucks given here <laughs> shut up he then met and befriended osamu tezuka who was a japanese manga artist cartoonist and animator and He was very, very famous. Osamu Tezuka was often called the father of manga or the godfather of manga or the god of manga. Interesting. What was he famous for? In Japan. Um, <laughs> he was also considered as the Japanese equi equi equivalent to Walt Disney. Yamamoto and Os Osamu Tezuka found in 1961 together... Mushi production, which is really funny because... Mushi. <laughs> What does mushi mean? Mushi means pussy in German. <laughs> and and that really oh, fits the production company that made Better Than Sadness. Yeah, fitting. Like, had I made Better Than of Sadness, my production company would definitely be called Mushi Productions. What else? <laughs> and he worked there until 1973 as producer, supervising director or, or director of a dozen of animation productions from this company. You're just reading the IMDb page right now. Yeah. No, no, I, I, no, not only IMDb, also Wikipedia, okay? He wrote 12 screenplays of anime projects. Fascinating side fact about Mushi, because, because in, in, in English, people will say pussycat, which I think is weird, but in German, Mushi is a very typical thing to say to a cat too. Yeah. So what is it about cats mm. and vaginas being addressed by the same word? Is that a thing in Turkey too? I, I never heard that. Do we say kedi to... But do you also call someone's vagina mushy? Well, I don't, but... Uh, <laughs> oh, people do. No, but Germans do people do. in Germans Germany do? do? Yeah. Yes, ah, okay. yes. Refer to their own vaginas as mushies, which is, which is so distracting. It's like, please, please shut up. So, so, someone said, talk to me about my <laughs> mushi. That was also very weird. I, I don't think people in Turkey do that. It was not Lars. <laughs> no, What? No. What? Kedi? No. I never heard that. No, or pissy or anything. No, but pissy would even anyway. fit because of pussy. <laughs> it sounds disgusting. <laughs> It sounds actually disgusting in, 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 in German because piss means in German the same thing as it means in English. So pissy would, would, mm -hmm. would be... But we say to cats, pissy, pissy, pissy. But pissy also fits <laughs> you know? to call something to a vagina. Yes, because <laughs> you piss from your... Vagina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in, in German, people say pee, -pee to, uh, to to penises. So, so it would... We do too. Maybe we got oh. that from you. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yes, we do that, yes. Is there, is there a connection in Turkish too to urine? <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. No, uh, no just... It's just pee-pee is Turkish penis for, you know, when you say it to kids. You know, when you talk about kids' penises, what sometimes you do. All right, Nissan, back to yeah, your lazy show homework. Show us your pee-pee. <laughs> yeah, continue yes, with that, your pee-pee, That's Nissan. a Turkish thing. Like, show us your pee-pee, show us your pee-pee, because Turkish people are also weird. He wrote... 12 screenplays of anime projects, including shorts and series. Belladonna of Sadness, the movie we watch today, is one of them. He wrote uh, also the script. And he directed 15 anime projects, again, including shorts and series. Anime. And, and, what, what did I say? You alternatively anime? say anime or anime? Anime? An anime. <laughs> I don't know. Anime. 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 Uh, and also, <laughs> of Sadness is also one of them. You know? <laughs> he directed oh. and wrote this. Oh, so he did make Belladonna of Sadness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and also, Belladonna of Sadness was the last film of this company, of the Mushy Production Company. Did they go broke because of this? <laughs> I don't know, but it was the last thing, uh, last uh, last movie. After that, he joined Toy, Toei, don't ask me who that is or what that is, and directed and supervised... It's a, it's a very big uh, production company in Japan. It's a very big production company in Japan. And uh, he directed <laughs> and supervised the first TV series and films of space battleship Yamato. Oh, that's called almost like himself. Yeah. Only a more away. <laughs> he retired <laughs> from the animation industry in 1991. So he had like 20 years of retirement. 
before he died. 30. 30. Yeah, my math is not good. Uh, I feel like throwing up. You were born on 1995. <laughs> I keep thinking I'm 20 years old. You know, he, he had this retirement for 20 years ah. because I was born 1991. It must be 20 years. Oh, man. Yeah. All right, Nissan, that was a D minus. <laughs> Why? And uh, I, I. Because that was just Wikipedia. No, it was also IMDb. Yeah. It was terrible. Why? I knew nothing. I knew stuff. I, I knew. No, you just he, read shit. No. I, I read <laughs> stuff in IMDb about him. I read stuff. In, and you know what? First, I. What's his last name again? Omamatu, right? Yamamoto. <laughs> Yamamoto. No, the the thing is, there is another there is another Japanese film director <laughs> whose surname whose surname is Yamamoto. Mm -hmm. And okay. first, I wrote my essay about him. Whatever. Okay. Wait, wait. Tell, tell us about them. What oh. did you learn about? <laughs> I Maybe they were watching. Okay. So <laughs> oh, yes, yes. I remember some stuff. He started as an actor, the other Yamamoto, but his parents disowned him because they were they didn't like actors or whatever. So he thought he should become a filmmaker. Then that's the only thing I remember. Okay. Mm. Okay. Uh, please do not give us an iTunes review for that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. 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 Okay. Um, um, find out his star sign and and Scorpio characteristics. That's not that hard. <laughs> <laughs> but it's personal. You just talked about astrology <laughs> instead no, of about guys, talking about the the director. It was really not that easy to to find stuff in English about him. He's okay. he's not that famous. Yeah, three weeks. Yeah, but I started yesterday <laughs> because you didn't give a fuck <laughs> no it's not true i just <sighs> wasn't that interested no i was i was i wanted to i wanted to rock this actually i'm kind of um sad that you didn't like my imdb and wikipedia research <laughs> no it was fantastic thank you this film starts with, with a with a kind of graphic yet symbolic yet really harrowing rape scene in which she gets torn into two halves it's it's really it's really something but still i think the rape wasn't even the most problematic thing about this film i i, I really felt like we've we've only we, we, we've already touched on it like this whole idea of the woman being healed and shown the way into her power by dick. dick. Yeah. <laughs> right. All all she needed was a good dicking. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. It feels feels very, very seventies. I mean, but it's the devil's dick, so it might make sense. <laughs> what? <laughs> because it's the devil's dick, you know. El elaborate. She needed a good dick from No, the devil. like I mean everything bad happens to her. Because she gets raped at the beginning by, I guess, everyone in the castle. But then when the devil rapes her, then she gets like this power over people and this charm. And, you know, I guess the knowledge about the flowers and everything. So that's the leaping point. The devil's dick is <laughs> magic. Well, yes, yes, that's what they depict. But still, like the the, the message behind that is is all right. Now, see, she after after the gang rape, she's a bit sexually frustrated. <laughs> Let's fix that with Dick. <laughs> no, I think the message is just don't waste your time with regular Dick. <laughs> it's not gonna do anything for you. Don't waste your time with regular gang rape. Why? Why would you? Why would you be regularly gang raped? <laughs> Just seek out the devil. You know there is a um, German kids movie which with with lots of regular gang rape. <laughs> no, really, we, which we watched with Last Sun, and we were so creeped out. It's it's called the Vampire Sisters. It's about two. It's a trilogy, actually, and everyone should watch it. It's the height of German filmmaking. I'm not joking. This is not an ironic statement. If you want to see the 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 very be best Germans are capable of in the in the arena of filmmaking, watch 
Vampire Sisters Part 1, 2 and 3. And the weird thing is, <laughs> these movies are like made for children with like children stars, <laughs> children actors. And, and they have this pet, this... <laughs> the penis devil from Belladonna of Sadness <laughs> makes a guest appearance in Vampire Sisters 2 <laughs> and 3. And they have like these pets and they hold it like they're holding their dicks and those... Movies were made by adults, so, so there's, it there's can't be an accident, and it's so weird. So to explain what Nissan is talking <laughs> I'm about, I'm gonna like find a screenshot and send it to Yaron. Okay, and and I am now <laughs> going to explain it to our listeners. Uh, so so in this movie, two characters own pets, which are called slime monsters. They look exactly like the Dick Devil, and they they hold their slime monsters roughly before their crotch area. Then they stand in front of each other, and the slime monsters kiss. And this happens mm. more than once, <laughs> and it's really really weird. But the point is... <laughs> the point is some, it's romantic. Some cocaine-sniffing adults made this movie. Oh, that, it's also sexual. No, it's, it's, it's played as a romantic scene be, be, between two children. <laughs> Or no, be, 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 between uh, a child and the rock star she's a fan of. <laughs> I mean, your state channel shows regularly boobs and stuff. So was it the 80s when no, they made these? No, it's 2016. <laughs> It's a recent Whoa. movie. <laughs> Many things are broken okay. in this country. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I need to find this movie just to make screenshots. And we need to post it because people won't believe it when the, the way we describe it. No, they won't. But, but, but it's the truth. Plus, people will, will still think it's an ironic statement if I say Vampire Sisters is the best German film from the past 20 years. But it is. Which does not say anything about the quality of Vampire Sisters. <laughs> It says something about the quality of German movies. All right. I hate this fucking country. Please just nuke it. Okay. 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 Um, so, so yeah, she, she gets her sexual awakening and power by Dick after, after But the not regular Dick. Not regular not Dick. Because now she gets the power. Sa mm. Satanic Dick. Time on regular Dick. <laughs> exactly. Embrace the Satanic Dick. And that's meant literally embrace it. <laughs> I think this movie does get progressively more feminist the, the, the longer it goes on. Especially after there's there's one montage which is so trippy, and from then on the movie does give less fucks than Nissan, and it's just just this this <laughs> never ending trip sequence which is actually amazing. From that point on, the film is amazing, and my, like my, my theory is Yamamoto has uh, like like was this this little incel nerd, and he was animating away his his elaborate rape fantasy because I don't know a, a girl rejected him or something. And then he was given drugs and took part in an orgy, after which he became awesome and he ended his movie <laughs> awesomely. <laughs> Are we in agreement that that's probably what happened? Yes, I love this theory. Possible. Yeah, there's a shift there. <laughs> so this movie was made like chrono chronologically. Yeah, of course. Like, have you looked at the quality of the animation? He just drew that, this in his little drawing pad. Better and better. Like in the first half, that was just pictures. It wasn't animated. Someone filmed, and then it got uh, animated. It was just paintings of rape being being filmed. <laughs> Uh, I was I was really really irritated by, by by some of that, but yeah. Then I think the ending was actually kind of beautiful. There were there were tits throughout, all of which were choices. Which okay, interesting. Yaren, any any uh, particular favorite shots? I already told you the drastic scene. The story of Belladonna of Sadness is taken from a French, I don't know, fairy tale, like old timey story or novel or something like from 1700 something. And I think it's very it's close to the story. It's called and witchcraft. It's not a fairy tale, I'm assuming. What I wanted to say was uh, the storyline in structure is very close to the witch, isn't it? Like a young girl getting abused all the time until she finally accepts the devil into her heart. Yeah, but the witch didn't have any rape. 
No, there was no 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 uh, sexual violence in yeah, in the witch. That was Hagazusa, the German version <laughs> that didn't have any magic, but therefore lots and lots of rape. It and didn't Hagazusa have any. Also, didn't have like any just, empowerment, empowerment, justice, yeah. justice in the end. She just got abused for two hours and and then she the died. <laughs> That's the German version. <laughs> Jaren, have you seen the witch or Hagazusa? I've seen the witch and I'm kind of sad for German people. <laughs> Why are you guys doing this to yourselves? The the general German belief is there is no other way. That's the way it is. That's <laughs> that's that's just I don't know. I I, I guess I, honestly I guess the the, the Hagazusa for example that 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 comes from a state university. So I think what happened is there was a German film student and he wanted to rip off his favorite new horror film The Witch and he wanted to basically make that film just in German. So that's like the height of German innovation. Let's rip off something straight. And then people from his university came in and said, well, no, that's silly. There's magic in there. Magic isn't real. You need to do this like realistically out with the magic. I've actually heard this about another project at a very, very prestigious Hamburg film school where somebody wanted to make a, a movie about, about werewolves. And in the end, it was a film about a woman following a dog into the forest because they kept taking out all the exciting stuff to make it more realistic, mm. I guess. Like that's, that's just, I don't know. That's a weird, weird German idea of how storytelling should work. I, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, I, I was wondering if maybe okay. Robert Eggers had, had read the original tale too. Also, I think Kill Bill was inspired a lot by Belladonna of Sadness and the, the soundtrack, the score was so similar to Kill Bill's. Yeah, the, 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 the soundtrack Yeah, was... I actually thought the music was really familiar sounding at the beginning. Yeah, yeah and in the end too. You're right. Satanism and witchcraft is fact-based. Jaren, you are absolutely right. It's not a fairy tale. Mm-hmm. La yeah, I do my research. So what's that? Is, than us. <laughs> is, is, is that one of the ones that <laughs> Hexen is based on too? Maybe. Oh, I have no idea. I mean, that would be a, an interesting c connection between the movies in that case. Yeah, because like the picture. They should add that section. Like on Wikipedia, if any like movies or shows, whatever, are based on such and such book. They definitely should. Like so, so, sometimes they have that, but not nearly often enough. And if they have it, it's not uh, complete, never. But yeah, this thing uh, inspired Margaret Murray. And I think Hexen was largely also based on her findings. Interesting. So this is fascinating. I wish I would have read up on this before we recorded this podcast. So this has a lot to do. This movie has a lot to do with Wicca, apparently. I'm fairly certain that Robert Eggers, when researching for The Witch, came across this text too. Whatever. I really like the the, the storyline. I think The Witch did it even better than Belladonna of Sadness. And Hagazusa is an example of how not to do it. They completely fucked it up because of that genetic defect. The Witch, I think, also would be better with more boobs. Oh, oh, so 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 like a, a, a mixture, a combination of Belladonna of Sadness and The Witch mm. would be a perfect film. Yeah. The, the witch boob edition. You could even do it in like 90s way, kind of. I like the witch the way it was. I like that it was not so male gaze. Well, I think I think the, the 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 this whole sexy suffering of the holy virgin business is a bit yucky, but boobs are awesome. Why are you holding the microphone to me? I don't know, because I, I, I made a statement and I wanted you guys to comment on it. Because you have boobs. Yes, and now... He doesn't want to right mansplain <laughs> boobs, Steve. <laughs> yeah, right. Why would I mansplain boobs? No, I, I didn't say anything against boobs. Uh, they, boobs are <laughs> fine things, <laughs> but uh, there's no but. I, I just... I just There's no but, there's just boobs. <laughs> 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 no, I just like it when a movie is not so for the male gaze, you, you know. I wanna when I don't feel like oh, this woman is an is just an object. And even though the witch had a nude scene with that girl in the end, it didn't feel objectifying for me. I thought it was, it made sense for the scene and everything was elegant, and I like that. But Nissan <clears throat> Jeanne was a well-rounded character. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the movie was like, I mean, 
from the beginning, from the rape scene, everything was like she was objectified from the beginning until the end. Yes, 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 yes. I can find it not that great. Okay, let's move on because I have another topic. You guys, I, I, I think I've talked about this before. Like watching, watching films from, from different eras makes me often think about how the way we watch movies influences the way movies get made. Like, for example, right now, all the world is, is binge watching stuff. So like on, 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 on Netflix. Yeah. So, so Netflix, for example, Mike Flanagan for Netflix makes basically 10 hour movies. And I, 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 I don't know. In the, in, in the dystopian society, we, we, we are moving towards people will watch these 10 hour monoliths of storytelling and probably be asking themselves, well, how is this supposed to be watched? This is, this is unbearable. I mean, I'm thinking that about Mike Flanagan projects now, but maybe people in the future will be more on my wavelength. Anyway, what I want to say is, for example, silent films, we cannot experience a silent film the way it is meant because that that kind of cinema just just doesn't exist anymore. And I think in the 70s, lots of 70s cinema was made, and this is, I'm not saying this is as, as a joke, was made to be watched on LSD or at least like high on the hashish. And this film especially. Yeah. Weed helped. See? So I can say that, but I'm not sure. It's not that triggering when it comes to, you know, having a nice trip while watching it on chemicals or mushrooms or whatever. A couple of weeks ago, a person was sitting in a room, thoroughly tripping on LSD, watching with their friends a TV screen on which there was a photograph of a person and this whole room of friends i think it was three of them was immersed in watching that photograph going is that moving <laughs> and then the other persons <laughs> would say i'm not sure maybe okay and they were sitting there for two hours watching that photograph being so entertained by just <laughs> watching like watching out for is it moving isn't it moving Not sure. And I think in that state, Better Don't Know of Sadness is, 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 uh, must be amazing. But, but today, watching it completely sober, there were these scenes and they went on for a while. What I want to say is LSD, <laughs> I guess, I guess some, some of these filmmakers were really leaning on LSD doing half their work for them uh, towards <laughs> entertaining a crowd. I don't know. That's why, why, why this film had lengths, but, but didn't have many. Like it, it, it wasn't too long often, but sometimes. Sixties yeah, came late to Japan. I mean, I mean, I, th I, I think there was this wave of seventies midnight movies where, where, where people were like on LSD too, right? Eraserhead or the Rocky Horror Picture Show. You know, there was there was this whole wave in New mm -hmm. York where they where they showed those. I think that that was very much not meant to be watched sober and i think this one isn't either and hmm. andy warhol for example is also from that era right he just wanted to shoot naked cute guys yeah i mean his movies are not that trippy or the one we watched but like wasn't he famous for taking lots of lsd or something i thought they were all on speed all the time oh yeah you wrote that uh, dialogue yes because i researched that Yeah, that's why I thought anyway. <laughs> And properly, unlike Yamamoto research. I, it was a proper research. You guys have to research and you are not going to find anything else. I even looked what he did in these 20, okay, fine, 30 years of retirement and I couldn't find anything. Another thing I found interesting was I, I don't think I've seen an outsider's perspective on European culture before. You know, this is, this is a Japanese movie about media. <laughs> Oh, yeah, France. that was interesting. It was spot on, the image they portrayed, right? I mean, mm -hmm. you must tell, you are the white European. Did you feel <laughs> uh, offended? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> they appropriated my culture, but <laughs> I was okay with it. Did you associate yourself with the male John, that like useless dick? John, he was my hero. <laughs> 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 identified with him 100%. But like art house animation. Jaren, have you watched lots of art house animation? 
the whole time I can't stop myself. I mean, how lazy is art house animation? I'm sorry, but this was just so lazy. I think I watched, I, I was thinking of another art house animation we watched together last, which was a French movie nominated for, for the Oscars or something. Oh, I lost my hand on yes. really? that one. I lost my hands. And that was also pretty random. Have you seen that, Jan? No, I I refrain from those. Even like Wes Anderson kind of feels like that at points. Ah, oh, yeah, but I I fall asleep during every Wes Anderson film. There was a YouTube series in in which they make tutorials for like unlikely things, and there was a YouTube video about how to win an Oscar, and they went by statistics. And they said right away, statistically, you have the best shot to get nominated for an Oscar in the category of animated feature, because the lowest number mm -hmm. of films get made in this category at all. So, so if you, if you want to win okay. an Oscar and you have the means to make an animated feature, then do that. And then they went on to say, most people cannot go and just make an animated feature. So we will concentrate on the next best chance you have. And that's by making a short documentary. <laughs> and, and, hmm. and then they went on ab uh, about how you should, should choose a topic that old white people would feel good caring about <laughs> and stuff like that. <laughs> but, 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 but what stuck with me so, was, so you researched, uh, How to get an Oscar as easy as I can. <laughs> well, that was what the YouTube video was about. But, 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 but what stuck with me was, uh, okay, so the best shot of getting an Oscar you have by making an animated feature. And ever since then, I wanted to make an animated feature. And now I've seen Belladonna of Sadness. <laughs> And this really inspired me because I thought I can definitely do that. Like I could, I could make an art house animated feature, especially right now. Like, like, like Premiere Pro has, has plugins that make it so easy to do the, the rotoscope animation thing. So I was, uh, I was thinking I have a, I have a script actually. It's called Man Eater and, 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 and it could be done. It could be done. In uh, are, are vaginas involved to like man eating part? Are there vaginas and man eater, Nissan? No, but you have another script where I played a role, where my character tells about her story, how she wrote this story about the girl who eats men with her vagina, but then her vagina is trapped with all these men when she comes out as a lesbian and she wants to get rid of the men she ate. And then she gets AK-47s and shoots all the men or something like that. You you, you got that wrong. No. But I yeah. That. <laughs> that, that, that There was, there was that pitch once, but, but, but no, 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 no. Man, man, man Eater is about a dystopian society not too far in the future in which mankind has received signals from outer space and most, most people are convinced that these signals are messages from God. So religion has really oh, yeah, become a major thing this. again. See, and then there's an activist, archaeologist, and two female characters. They are of the same age. One of them is the girlfriend of the other one's dad. And there's a secret society not wanting their research to get out. And it's all centered around the historical fact that the Jewish and Christian idea of, of this one God, like monotheism's idea of God, Yahweh in the Old Testament, is all based on a Canaanite God who was like a God of war and storms. And probably somehow connected to practices of cannibalism. So that's why he's a man-eater. So there's lots of trippy images in there. There's a whole section in the beginning is set in Canaan. Then there's a trippy sequence inspired by Begotten, actually, with these mythological creatures battling it out. And, and then in the end, there's this whole montage about the universe ending, just to make clear how insignificant humans are. And there's a dance sequence. There's lots of surreal stuff in the script already. It would actually lend itself pretty well to being made as a art house animation feature like this one, Nissan. Shall we do it? Yeah, sure. Why not? Cut this part of the recording, send it as your pitch to Netflix. We'll shoot 10 episodes and then do the final with a movie, which is going to win the Oscar as well. Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, so that's, that's how, that's how we will win the Oscar next year. Because yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, it does make sense. Do you, Yaren, have a favorite quote? I do, and it's from the dick. <laughs> <laughs> that first spirit type dick that comes to the female genre. I assume it's also 
the devil's dick. And it says, and which shows that she was actually pure at the beginning before all the rando, ugly, regular dicks. So the <laughs> devil's dick says, still you resist me even beneath the rod while f- trying to fuck her. That sounds kind of disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it shows the pure heart and the resistance within, I guess, French women. So they can do the revolution. Until she gets raped into being powerful and <laughs> bringing about democracy. <laughs> This is a great movie, folks. This is a great film. <laughs> Why is this here is an interesting question. So I, I I want to say something about the thing I wanted to talk about at this point before we started recording, which was this thing about, I don't care why this is here. I really like Nissan's idea of there just being like this activist group downloading <laughs> films and, and and leaving them around so so you can't suppress art. And I thought like we, 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 should, we, should, we should come up with a name for this group that we should just wish into being out there in the world like this cinephile 12 monkeys you know and and, and then i was going to talk about how like maybe maybe it is a group from the future and maybe there are all these messages and whatever but you guys seeing that this film is based on this text satanism and witchcraft which i am sure is one of the inspirations for hexan for example i mean the the wiccan religion is heavily influencing the selection of movies we're watching, right? Yes, I was thinking about other movies from our list, but I'm only thinking about Hexan. Yeah, I mean, I want to, I, I want to stick to the cult idea because this is a great <laughs> movie to play at the background wall after world domination while you're celebrating with an orgy. This is yeah. just fit to purpose. Okay, so skip the first 10 minutes of the movie, do some drugs, like the orgy scene of this movie, actually, like project that to a screen and then supply everyone that, with, that with drugs. That scene actually made me sad. The, 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 the first one or? No, the second orgy after the Black Plague, because I heard about that before, like at the beginning of COVID, people were saying that in the dark ages, whenever they you know, were done with the plague, when life went back to normal. They celebrated with orgies. And this proves that point because that's what exactly they all did. Where's our orgy? I mean, I mean, COVID isn't over. So, so, so that's why there wasn't. Over, I, did, I never heard of that too. That's so fascinating. Is that what they did on Freedom Day in Britain? <laughs> did, did they just celebrate with an orgy? <laughs> Is that why they left the, the EU? Because they were like, no, you guys are ugly. <laughs> We're having our orgy without you. Yeah, they want to continue fucking in their own gene pool. Do you have do you have any any idea for a name for the Cinephile 12 Monkeys? Because okay, so an evil cult made this made this USB stick, but I want the Cinephile 12 Monkeys to become a thing. No, but I I, I keep telling you, I'm sure that exists because they do that exact thing for North Korea and I'm sure they have a name already. All right. What are we going to watch next week, by the way? I mean, unless you have a better idea, we have to watch Bellatar now. Really? Is it, <laughs> yeah. is it that time of the month again? <laughs> oh, no. Yes. Oh, I think it's the final one, but it's also the hardest one. So... Okay, so next time we're going to talk about Shatan Tango, which we will have watched. Seven hours movie, right? That's the seven hour movie. Mm. All right. We can't just watch it as a miniseries, right? Yeah, let's watch every day one hour. <laughs> Yay, that will be such a fun week. We will, we will start every day with an hour of business. <laughs> And then probably uh, we will kill ourselves, but <laughs> let's see if we can survive it. If we're still alive next week around this time. We're really strong people. <laughs> we're going to talk about Bilatas Shatantango. Yay! All right, that's it for uh, this week. Uh, bye. Bye. Bye.